Hello and welcome to episode 118 of the Heart of Markness-led Zeppelin podcast. Yep, I'm on the upswing. Smiles abound, got a spring in my step, and I'm whistling a happy tune. And one of the reasons is that today's topic, concert, whatever, is January 10th, 1969 at the Fillmore in San Francisco, California, Fillmore West. And it is a corker of a show. I um, just, or the other weekend, last weekend, I think, I uh, was happened to be on Dime a Dozen and saw when, who was it, KRCW or whatever, the uh, the trading group that has this show. I'm going to look at it because I never get it right. And I got to KRW underscore CO. Is that they're like gems. They're another a group that that curates recordings. Uh, posted this first gen of the tenth, the audience um, recording for the tenth, and it is Jim Dandy. It is Jim Dandy. All the instruments are clear. You can hear the audience really well. The playing is insane, and it's not quite as wild as. Um, like the fifth, which is the first soundboard. And I compare it to the fifth because the fifth is, has that really cool, slow version of For Your Love. They do that same thing on this show, but it's different and it's tighter and the shit Jimmy plays is insane. What also tickles me is these guys play 12 songs. They're the opening band. <laughs> They're opening for Country Joe and the Fish. And if you don't know Country Joe and the Fish, um, well, according to my demographics, 96% of you are my are my age or older. So you know what it is. Oh, come on, all you big fine men. Uncle Sam needs your help again. He's got himself in a terrible jam. Way down yonder in Vietnam. So put down your books and pick up a gun. We're going to have a little lot of fun. That song. And, and, and the, the, the uh, stupid F-U-C-K chant, which is probably a lot more badass. You know, if I were a teenager in the 60s, I'd be like, that's so taboo. But and then Led Zeppelin came out and you've heard about this with Iron Butterfly and things like that. Zeppelin's opening for them. This is their first time around the track. This is it. Their brand new band. The album's not out yet. And this is where the word of mouth starts spreading. So I would bet most of the people at this show had not heard of them and the rest or and the ones that had heard of them had either seen them previously because they I think they played the night before um, and or just heard about it through the grapevine of like dude you got to see Led Zeppelin this new band because here's the, the <laughs> here's the list of recordings we have up to and including that date. We've got December 30th, 1968, the gymnasium at Gonzaga University, which I almost did, because that's a good show, too. January 5th at the Whiskey A Go-Go in Los Angeles, and I've covered that show already. The 9th at the Fillmore. There's only four minutes of that. And then the 10th, which is almost the complete show, and it is spectacular so these guys are brand new they've been in the states less than two weeks and they're opening for country joe and the fish and this is one of those shows where the audience just falls in love with them and is blown away by all the stuff they're playing and they're going wow yeah man they're totally pulled in they're connecting with the audience they've won them over the audience is at the end of the set the audience is going more more I mean, they conquer. They're coming across conquering, and they are just winning at every stop. And I feel bad for poor Country Joe and the Fish, because it would not have been encouraging to go out after them and follow that. How do you follow that? You don't. I don't know if they played it or not. I imagine they did. They're professional. But I imagine it was pretty, you know, they didn't have the same level of enthusiasm from the audience and that's really neat to hear and it's really neat to hear you know young 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 
Robert Plant, 20-year-old Robert Plant, 20-year-old John Bonham. And Bonzo is just a beast. Oh, my God. One of the things I love about this recording is his drums sound really good. You can hear the tone. You can hear the hi-hat, chug, 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 all that stuff really well. And um, it was a, a deciding factor when I listened to it. I'm like, holy fuck, this is great. And I listened to it, enjoyed it, said I was going to use it, picked the songs I wanted to play. And then last night I listened to them. So I'll have a fresh take and actually have some input on it rather than like, here you go. Here's over the hills and far away. And then after the fact going, hey, that wasn't bad because sometimes I do that. Sometimes I'm just like, fuck, I need a show. I'll do this one. This is not one of those times. This is, I listened to it. I enjoyed it. I listened to it several times. It made me happy. Helped pull me out of my funk. As you know, you listeners, I swing up and down. Between two poles, one might say. Um, and yeah, I uh, really let things go and kind of just got into a deep funk where it was... And I finally just realized... <laughs> I was uh, doing absolutely nothing to make myself feel better. So at that moment, I decided to do something to make myself feel better. And making that decision already made me feel better because, you know, you're doing something about it. Once you're doing something about it, you've got some control. So I'm crazy, as you may have known, but uh, back on the upswing, happy, happy again. And hopefully only going to get happier. All right. We are almost seven minutes in. This is January 10th. It is a, an audience recording. I don't know anything about the equipment used. Do I? Does Louis Ray know anything? Let me see. Clear recording from the stage. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what kind of equipment was used. I don't believe it was a cassette recorder. Those were not as common in 69 as a reel-to-reel as -reel was. and um, But I guess it doesn't matter. It sounds good. Here's the set list, because this will be available for download on heartofmarkness.com. I am caught up on that, by the way. If you wanted uh, last week's show, it is up there now. Let's Zeppelin, Fillmore West, January 10th. First generation analog. Here is the set list, my friends. It's a two-set show. Set one is Train Kept a Rollin', I Can't Quit You Baby, As Long As I Have You with Fresh Garbage and Bags Groove. Dazed and Confused with the Bow Solo, How Many More Times with the Bow. And set two is White Summer, Black Mountainside, Killing Floor, which would become the Lemon Song, You Shook Me, Pat's Delight, which is what uh, the drum solo was before they created Moby Dick, Babe, I'm going to leave you. Communication breakdown. And then finally, For Your Love. That was, they were called back to play that. And it is so fucking great. So, without further ado, we're going to listen to, what are we going to play first? You know what we're going to play first? We're going to play As Long As I Have You. I love those performances. They're good. This is very good. And, um... Listening to this yesterday, seeing uh, that it was uh, Fresh Garbage and Bags Groove, as well as the songs I Have You, I'm like, Bags Groove, I can't place that. So I got on um, YouTube and listened to Miles Davis, Bags Groove, you know, the one with Theolonious Monk and um, I think Sonny Rollins, I don't remember. I don't remember any of the names because I'm not. Percy something on bass, I believe. Really good. Really good. That's where that... Bah. Da 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 da. That's Bag's Groove. That's Miles Davis. So I listened to that whole thing. Take one, like eleven minutes and change of pure genius. And then I jumped back into the song, and it was just as good. So we're gonna listen to as long as I have you, which is a Garnet Mims, I think, is the person that did that song. The Fresh Garbage parts are a song by Spirit. They're that band that go, Hey man. We wrote Stairway to Heaven, man. Even though uh, every single case of theirs was thrown out. And their lawyer is notorious for going after copyright shit. He's just a scumbag that does that. But anyways, enough of my babbling. 
We're going to play As Long As I Have You, Led Zeppelin, opening for Country Joe and the Fish. Imagine sitting cross-legged on the floor or whatever those hippies were doing at the Fillmore. Going, boy, I can't wait to see Country Joe and the Fish, man. They're groovy. I sure like that. One, two, three, what are we fighting for? Song. That'll be nice and mellow. I could use that. And then Led Zeppelin comes out and gives you a little bit of this. Enjoy.
I don't know if you noticed or if you remember after hearing all that, but at the very, very, very beginning of the song, the very, very beginning of the song, Jimmy and Bonzo were playing what to me sounded like the very first few seconds of Tales of Brave Ulysses, the cream song on Disraeli Gears. And it sounded like maybe Jimmy was fucking around with his Wawa and playing that a little bit, and Bonzo just kind of stepped in. It wasn't planned, and it really was just a second or you know, a couple of seconds where the Wawa and Bonzo's cymbal work uh, mirrored that track. But another neat thing. That was good. That was good. These guys are 20 years old. This, this is not Led Zeppelin of the Starship days. They don't have a 737. Or whatever they had, a 707. Big-ass jet. Um, They don't have a a bus. They have a van. And everybody's in it. And Richard Coles is is driving it. And they think they have one other van. Or a station wagon. Maybe. Full of their equipment. And they are driving it. They're not wealthy. They're sharing hotel rooms. You know, this is the crashing on couches level where you could absolutely talk to the band, where you could absolutely talk to the band as they're setting up. (laughs) There were no minders. There were no handlers. It was just, hey, you were really good. And um, they just kept touring and kept touring because everybody at that show is going to tell people, holy shit, you should have been at the Fillmore last night. Really, was Country Joe and the Fish that good? Fuck, I don't know. I left after the opening band finished. Who? Led Zeppelin. Who? It's uh, it's the guitar player from the Yardbirds, I think. And it, it's crazy. It's crazy that they just... I mean, I admire the... the you know, the career should be called Triumph of the Will, if that name weren't already taken, of, of Jimmy putting this band together. It's his vision. And the other three virtuosos and the other three geniuses at this, you know, at least at this point in their career are behind them 100% to realize that vision. And it's so fucking good. And they, they just worked. They worked for it. I mean, yes, they got sloppy and they got lazy and they got arrogant later on. But this is hungry young Zeppelin working, 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 working. Because every single person at every single gig 
has to be turned into a fan. Even if they're opening for Alice Cooper, even if they're opening for The Doors, or The Who, or Moby Grape, or Iron Butterfly, or Country Joe and the Fish. They know people are coming to see the opening act, the, 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 uh, not the opening act, the, the, the main attraction. And nobody likes hearing opening bands. I, you know, I don't, I don't pay them much mind other than if, unless I want to see them, um, I went and saw Metallica on the Injustice for All tour specifically because the Cult were opening. I saw Tom Petty uh, on the pack of uh, the um, in '87. I think I saw him, and he had the Georgia Satellites open. And those were shows where I wanted to see the opening band more than the headliner. What? You didn't want to see Tom Petty at that time? Not that much. And Metallica? They're not. It's not my music, man. It's not my music. It was cool, it was, and it was in my hometown. It was in Manchester, New Hampshire, playing down by the river, which was literally a big parking lot next to the bridge. And in these, it's it's on the river, the Merrimack River, with all these old brick mill buildings from the 19th century, because Manchester used to be a textile town. And the sound would just slap off the brick building. And form a delay that was just so dissonant that it was hard for me to adjust to to enjoy a lot of stuff. However, that's neither here nor there. What I am saying is that the long and short of it is people were not coming to see Led Zeppelin, and yet they left rabidly devoted to Led Zeppelin. And you can bet your ass they went to see them every other time they could until they outgrew it <laughs> or until Zeppelin broke up. And that's really noteworthy. To have a band come out and earn, without airplay, without people liking their songs because they heard them on the radio, to come out and create fans by just being so fucking good, you cannot resist it. And Zeppelin did that. What else did they do, Mark? We're here to listen to the goddamn music. I know, I apologize. What? Oh, five minutes? I can't talk five minutes? All right, fair enough, fair enough. What's the next song we want to hear? Ferendos? You know, the next song I think we're going to play... You know, the next song we're going to play, you're going to like this. The one and only time I think I've done this so far, we are going to listen to the drum solo. Do not click off. Do not scroll forward. Okay? It's, a, it's, it's January 1969. This is not a 45-minute affair. This is 10 minutes, at least three of which have the, whole ba- have the band playing, have Jimmy and Jonesy playing. You can listen to seven minutes of the greatest rock drummer of all time. It's not going to kill you. The song is called Pat's Delight, and Pat was uh, Bonzo's wife. And it is not Moby Dick. It's a different thing put together. And when you listen to the instrumental coming in, it is not special in any way. And by that, I mean it doesn't stand out as, oh, my God, Led Zeppelin. It sounds like any other late 60s British band. Not even British. I mean, the riff that they're playing going in, it could be... It could be Jimi Hendrix. Oh, I had a whole list of people it could be last night, and I can't remember anymore. It could be Traffic. It could be... Oh, God damn it! I lost it. Man, it was a good one, too. Anyways, it, it doesn't... It Basically, when you listen to the intro and the outro to Pat's Delight... You know, instead of the bow down 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 of Moby Dick, it's it's another riff. It is completely one hundred percent Austin Powers British rock, and it's fun, it's enjoyable. And here's the cool thing: Bonzo's drum solo is fucking amazing. And because it's only, you know, taking the music out of it, you know, seven eight minutes long, it's not so long that people get pissed. It's long. But it's also, <laughs> it's also good. People don't mind it if it's long, if it's also good. And it's very good. It, it's, it's a joy to listen to. And, you know, I listened to it last night, and I didn't get bored. So listen to it. If you're working, just keep working. If you really don't want to, listen to the intro to get the music in the band to go, oh, that's neat, because it may be it's something you've never heard before. And then scroll through. There's another song after this. But um, I don't think I've ever featured Moby Dick or, or Pat's Delight before. If I have, I apologize. But this is noteworthy, and I wanted to hear it because, you know, tip of the hat to Bonzo. 
he made this band and he listened to Jimmy and he responded to everything Jimmy played and that made the band so much better because in doing so he bolsters Jim and makes things sound makes accidents sound like they're intentional and makes experiments and improvisations sound like it's part of the program he's an amazing drummer and I am sad he's gone Ladies and gentlemen, January 10th, 1969 at the Fillmore West, opening for Country Joe and the Fish. And if you know your um, old 60s hippie posters, I can't remember the uh, Mouse or Owlsley or whoever did the posters for the Fillmore, like the Avocado and all those cool rock posters. Um, this is the one that has the the uh, classic like 1930s limousine on it with Country Joe and the Fish and Led Zeppelin coming out. This is that show or that run of shows. So enjoy Pat's Delight. I'll be back in 10 minutes, friendos.
I like the dude going, yeah, right on. Those are the voices of people who did not expect that. Those are the voices of people who are unbelievably delighted and blown away by their experiencing. Because, you know, the opening act at a club, you, you sit through, you groove if you're, you know, you listen to it if you're there to listen to it. But you can, you know, fuck around and get nachos and shit or talk with your friends or smoke the dope or whatever those kids were doing. But they were locked in. And they were locked in enough so that this unknown opening act that they had never even heard wasn't even on the radio yet, I don't think. (laughs) Or if they were, it was really, really like acetates flown in and maybe given to the local DJs in town. That might have happened. But these are people that listened to a 10-minute drum solo and were psyched. Like, yeah, that was awesome. Instead of, well, good, the drum solo's over. Ah, so that's noteworthy. You know what else is noteworthy? Where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook under the nom de plume, Heart of Markness. You can contact me via email if you want to. uh, If you don't want to contact me in any of the other ways that I just mentioned. At mark at heartofmarkness.com. Heartofmarkness.com is also a website I have where you can find all of my podcasts, which you're already listening to, so you don't need those. But you can also find links to the shows that I cover, so you can get the entire show and not just the songs that I feature. Alrighty? Pretty, pretty neato, right? Yes. And also, and lastly, if you're on Heart of Markness, you will see a small, humble ad banner for Patreon. I do have a Patreon, and if you like what I do, and you like how I do it, and you're of a mind too, consider being a patron. Patreon.com slash Heart of Markness is where you'll find everything, or just click that link on heartofmarkness.com and see if there's something there that interests you. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Here are the current titans upon whose shoulders rests the Heart of Markness. A laurel and hearty handshake go out to Picard, Knegern, Jeff, Chris, Michael, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Mark, Other David, Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. Thank you all, my dear friends, for making this possible. You guys keep me honest and keep me doing this week by week instead of letting it fall to the wayside when I get in my downer periods. It actually gives me something to do and holds me to it and keeps me accountable, which helps keep me on an even keel. And it also physically allows me to pay for the hosting for the website and the hosting for the podcast and the hosting for the cloud server on which I have the shows and money, 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 etc. There's probably more in there, too. So thank you. And also a special thank you to patron emeritus Jeremy for the microphone through which I'm speaking with you and the logo that you see on your telephono when you listen to my podcast. Thank you, friends. Thank you, friends. Thank you, thank you, friends. What else do I have? Do I have anything else to tell you? I think that's it. Alrighty. I hate doing the marketing spiel because it's not organic. It's something I have to do, so I just have to insert it, and it's always... I don't know, man. Thank you for putting up with it. Every other podcast does it. It's something that's done. Yada, yada, yada. I'll stop thinking about it. But you know what else I'll do? I'm going to play the last song of this set. And it is literally the last song of this set. It is another version of For Your Love, the Yardbird song. And uh, it's pretty gosh darn good. Jimmy's wah-wah work is insane. You know how his tone is great, like on that 72 show from San Burdu, where his tone was so incredible and his control and his mastery of his tone was part of the allure and made it great. It's the same thing here, but with the Wawa. He's using it a million different ways, getting a million different voices, tones, and moods from it. It is so, so good. My God, this band. What opening act has a second encore? All right, here it is. For your love, friends. Enjoy it. It is awesome. All right. All right.
And there it is. The opening salvo of Zeppelin conquering America. And they did it through hard work and just being the best fucking band around. You couldn't see, I mean, you could see bands that were as brilliant. But you couldn't see bands that were better. Amazing. All right, friendos, I'm going to pack it in. I don't know if I'm going to do a classic rock rock podcast this weekend. It's my daughter's birthday, so we'll be doing stuff. But if I do, it will likely be on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So be good to yourselves and each other. And thank you very much for listening. See you next time.